It's on. So what were you saying about murder shows? So <laughs> we, we were watching the one about the Cecil Hotel, and I don't remember the name okay. of it, but it was that really creepy story where the girl was like, uh, in the elevator, and uh-huh. it, went, it was like a, became a viral video because uh-huh. she was like sort of talking to herself, and it turns out she was in the water towers on top of the hotel, and her body was decomposing through the water system in the hotel. It's the most creepy, fucked up story. Wow. Yes. Um, and at the end, you know, people were convinced that it wasn't mm. just you know a mental illness gone horribly awry, but it was actually like some kind of a murder. And they had a guy who was like this like death metal guy. Mm-hmm. And he was staying there, and he shot, like, a, a video. And people were like, that's the guy, that's the murderer. And I know a lot of metalheads. And I was like, no, uh-huh. I bet you anything that guy is the most polite guy you ever met. Uh-huh. He's yes. probably a vegetarian. Yes. You know, you know like, like, oh, all those yeah. devil worshippers. Yeah. But they're, they're not. <laughs> well, first yeah. of all, I know a satanic priestess, and she's, she's the nicest. Yes. She's, like, into yeah. dog rescuers, you know? Yeah. I was like, it's just, yeah. it's like, just a, like, not Jesus. And that's what freaks you out. Because it's yeah. like... Like, Antichrist does not mean killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Generally speaking, this is going to bite me in the ass someday, because when I'm kidnapped by a bunch of Satanists, and they're like, you said we were cool. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like, oh, you know, you guys won't kill people. They're like, yeah, actually, we do that. <laughs> Most of them that I've met are pretty, like, decent, you know, extra decent people. Don't come and murder me. <laughs> I guess we should uh, welcome... Welcome to I Know the Owner, a podcast where bar people talk bar stuff. I'm here with Heather Rush from Pine Box Rock Shop. Should I join in and say that? Yes, say hello. Pine Box Rock Shop. Hi, Heather Rush. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. Um, We're here at Hinterland's Bar. Um, the bar is open. It is a gorgeous spring day, so you're going to hear people walking around. Yeah. And, um, yeah, welcome. Um, hi. Hi. <laughs> it was uh, it was really fun to come here. I, I thought, like, oh, I'll just get out of my neighborhood. And then I realized that you are the exact opposite end of Brooklyn mm-hmm. than I am. Even the cab driver commented on it. It was that far. He was like, wow, you're really going out there. I know. <laughs> I was, when, because I was going to come to you, and then, you know, I live three blocks from here, yeah. so whenever I can not leave my neighborhood, I'm always happy. Well, that's so, also like a COVID yeah. thing, right? Like, I yes. got out of Bushwick, and I was like, look at all these people. You know, we were driving yes. through bed and I was like, wow, bed is a bigger neighborhood than I remember, yes. you know? and today was like the first nice day, and we drove by a park, and it was the most people I've seen in one place. Is that weird? It, yeah. It was weird. It was yeah. really yeah. weird. It was really weird. Um, so welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. We have never met in person before. Are you sure about that? I don't, I'm not sure, because you look familiar. <laughs> you look really familiar, You too. look familiar. I mean, I've been to your, I've been to your place, um, and, you know, who knows? You I, clearly poached one of my bartenders. I, I, did I poach him while he was working for you? Maybe. He works for know. everybody. I don't know. But, actually, I taught him how to bartend. Really? Yes. We used to work together at Commonwealth, and he was my bar back, and I taught him how to bartend. So I would say he's my bartender. Yes, first. yes. <laughs> yeah, you trained him up, handed and him over to me, and then took him back. And then, yeah. yeah. I, I was like, fly grasshopper? No, that's not the right it's analogy. Flyish. Sure. Locust. And th- fly fly locust. locust. <laughs> and then. Consume all you, before yeah. you. And then come back. <laughs> Perfect. We're not talking about you, Riff. That's a good Satanist sentiment, <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I don't know that much about Satanists, except, like you, the ones that I met were all super sweet. Yeah. And, like, um, 
like I've said before on the podcast, most of the like metalhead and like hardcore guys that I hung out with throughout my childhood were the guys that were least likely to date rape me. Yeah, so, definitely. You know, that's um, where did you grow up? I'm from Alaska. Oh my god! Yeah, that's yeah. far. That's very that's far. Almost as far as the hinterlands from Bushwick. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up in Alaska, and then I moved down to the states when I was like 12 or 13. Okay. Yeah. Um, what is it like growing up in Alaska? Dark and cold. Dark and cold. Yes. Okay. You did a. Um, I was listening to some of your earlier podcasts, and you were talking about like what's your first job, and I was thinking about that. Like uh-huh. in Alaska, you don't really you do your homework. You didn't really have that. You know, you like, don't have a was, first job. No, like we. We were sort of like, we lived in the city, but it was still mm-hmm. kind of a long way. Everything is really spread out. Okay. There's not a ton of people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people coming through are transient. They're just there to work for a couple of years or for okay. the season. Um, so my mom have was all armed at all jobs. times. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I remember her pulling uh, her 57 Magnum on people at a, in, a, in a parking lot once. <gasps> yeah. She was like, you should leave. She just pulled her gun out and was like, you who, should leave. Who, what were they doing? I don't know. I was just a kid. And just, you know how the kids are kind of checked out. And uh-huh. then all of a sudden, my mom was pointing a gun at someone <laughs> in the car's parking lot. Did you have siblings? Yes. One sister. And so was it you? Also checked out. Just me and her, like, we're you like, were just oh. like, what is happening? Yeah. We were like, why don't we have the Barbie? You know how kids are. Like, yeah. I want that cereal, whatever. Yeah. And then your mom's pointing a gun at someone. And that's Alaska. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. a wild place. Yeah. Okay. Perfectly um, great. Everyone should go there and spend their tourism I, dollars. I went on a cruise to Alaska. Yes. We went, um, I guess it's three years ago now. I feel like everything is one year ago more than I think it is uh-huh. because COVID doesn't count. No. Um, but... I went on a tour of Alaska with Huckleberry Travel. (laughs) Shout out! (laughs) And um, a friend of ours was going for his 40th birthday, and other friends of ours that are travel agents um, planned this trip, and then they were like, hey, you want to come? And I was like, all right, sure. And then our friends, the travel agents, were like, we're going too. That's awesome. So, yeah, it was awesome. So, like, seven of us... um, They've been twice. I think the second time was after we went. So, yeah. And it what was, did you do? Where'd you go? Um, okay. We went to you, Skagway. So you took the inside passage up. Yes, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. And, and Stuart licked a slug. That's not a good idea anywhere in the world. No. One of the tour guides, we were going on like a tour of a rainforest. Uh-huh. Like the second biggest rainforest in the world. Yeah. Um, and the tour guide was like, here's a slug. Will somebody lick this slug? And my husband was like, oh, I will lick that slug. Metalhead. And, <laughs> and he did, and it, like, makes your tongue numb. Oh. And I got a video of it, and, you know, we haven't kissed since. <laughs> it's still numb. It's still numb. <laughs> that was part of the tour. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah, it was amazing, and we saw... You know, like we saw a bear walking around and moose. We saw, we saw, the only moose I saw was on the way back from, back um, to the airport. Somebody had a moose like in their front yard. Yeah. Yeah. They just run around. They're yeah. like, they're like, uh, I was like, they're was like, like the deer of Alaska, in. but that's totally what they are. <laughs> <laughs> they were like fenced in. Um, but yeah, it was like someone's personal moose, I think. I think they just go. Over. There's nothing oh, they that can just, contain them. Yes. Okay. They just yeah. go where they yeah, want to go. Yeah. They just go where they want to okay. go. Okay. Yeah. You can't pet them though, right? You you can like there was, but that's not terrible. It's a terrible idea. Okay. They're huge. <laughs> they're way bigger than you think. Okay. Um, yeah, we were in a car, so I can't. So you're just like, oh, that looks like a big elk, but they're like they're huge. Like we had a we had a swing set in our backyard, uh-huh. 
and the moose would like just walk over the top of it. Like it was at least six feet high. Wow. Yes. And so the people who live next to us, uh, it was a fisher fisherman guy. I don't think it was a crab fisherman, just like a regular fisherman mm-hmm. and uh, like a bush pilot. And his okay. mom lived there. And she would feed the moose carrots off the back of the porch, which mm-hmm. pissed my dad off because then the moose would hang out in our yard. Yes, and knock over your swing set. Or not, clear they're, it. They're just, they they can't see very well, and they're okay. very ornery. Okay. Yeah, so we had an so, air horn, and we would, we would sound off mm-hmm. the air horn to leave the house and get in the car <laughs> and go, to, to go drive into the city. And there's just like a moose in the way. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Moose. Yeah. Can't live with them. <laughs> Shouldn't live with them. So... We should have more moose so, here. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing. So, <laughs> so, so, so just no. walking down Flavish no. Avenue. There's now more wildlife in New York. Like, like uh, did you hear about the coyote? Is it a coyote? Not a cougar. Yes, it's a coyote. Um, I did not hear about the coyote. Yeah, they have coyotes in the Bronx. Wow. I saw um, a possum two nights ago. I was walking down Church Avenue, leaving Hinterlands, and a possum was just walking towards us like... Like, probably going to come in here if we didn't see it. And Stuart pointed it out to me. And I screamed because I didn't know what it was at They're first. They're scary looking. They are. And they, it looks like, oh, my God, that is the biggest rat I've ever yes. seen. Um, but possums are actually fine. They, like, don't have rabies. You went home and looked they it up right away, didn't no, you? No, no, I knew it. I knew it in the past. I knew it. I knew it from before. They don't have rabies. And they, like, eat bad bugs. Um, you just don't want one to run into your bar because someone's going to make a video and put it on YouTube right. of, like, the biggest rat they've ever seen. Yeah. Um, so it ran and it hid, and then Stuart came back and warned the bartender that we saw a possum walking around because we've had some wildlife come in here in the past year. Raccoons? We've had, no, we had two pigeons, and I hate to say it, but we had a rat run in the front door. Ugh. And we had to close the bar and spend like four hours trying to get it to run back out. You found it and got it to run back yeah, out. Yeah, we saw it run in. We like saw it run in. Stuart grabbed a broom and scared it and it ran out. And then it ran behind someone's bag. And then it ran out from behind someone's oh my bag God. and ran back in. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, no. Was, we had a whole, we had a whole, it was kind of crazy. It, crawled i can't believe i'm telling was it like story. an adult rat or was it like a baby um, rat it i would say it was a small adult it wasn't a big rat but it ran <laughs> i can't believe i'm telling the fine no I'll no let's story. do it we'll talk about rats and bars i have um, good stories so okay so it ran up like the front of the bar and then it jumped over and i actually the next day looked at the tape and it missed the bartender's face by like inches it just oh. like lunged and then it hid and then we were like, where did it go? And so, then, and so then I'm like, I'm like, Stuart, a rat ran behind the bar. And he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, get it. Yeah, yes, <laughs> and he's yes. like, And so the way our relationship works is that like, I'm like, do this. And he does it. And he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know? You know, and I do it. That's how we work. And, and I'm like, I don't know. And so it ran behind you the, can't like... Leave. You can't leave. You, you can't, can't leave it leave. inside. No, because where, yeah. where's it going to go? You'll never find it. No. So it, it ran behind... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It ran behind the fridge, the low boy fridge. So we pulled the fridge out. And they can, like, make themselves teeny tiny so you can't see them. And then finally we saw it. Um, we pulled. We had to pull everything out of the fridge, and then pull the fridge out, and then that was when we only had people sitting in the backyard. So what I did went. You tell people you're like, hey, well, first I went here. and I closed the door, and I'm like, um, 
Nobody come inside. It's fine. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. Just yeah. send out more alcohol. Just, yeah. And um, then it ran out from behind the fridge after we cleaned it out and pulled it out and then, like, spotted it. And then it saw us spot it. And by us, I mean Stuart, because I was, like, screeching, like, in the corner. Then it ran into our little kitchenette area. Oh, no. And then... <laughs> We have, like, an oven and a fridge and a sink, and we pulled everything out. So now the bar is filled with our entire kitchen. And then I had to go and tell us, like, guys, you got to go. Like, we have a, a situation. So we, we had everybody leave. Oh, God. And was then, this, this was pre-COVID? No, this was during COVID. So oh there were God. only people in the backyard. Um, you know, because we had all the doors open to air, you know, Yeah, for the circulation. Flow. And so... People are walking through, and we have, like, our fridge, our oven. They're all, like, out in the bar, and they're, like, walking past them to get outside. And they're, like, and I've made a wall out of appliances so it won't run yes, to the backyard. Yes. So it'll only go to the front door. So Stuart's, like, okay, here's the plan. So we have, like, a half door leading to our little kitchenette area. And Stuart's, like, okay. So, so we couldn't find it. We took everything out, and we couldn't find it. There was no place it could be. And then Stuart finally found it wedged between the sink and the wall, like all teeny, teeny, tiny. And Stuart's like, okay, I have this broom. Um, I'm going to scare it, and it's going to run to you. You have a broom. You're going to sweep so it goes to the front door. Like and curling like, the rat out yeah, the front exactly, door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And he's like, but you have to hold open this half door. So I'm like stretched out. I'm holding open the door, and Stuart's like, okay, God, it's coming to you, it's coming to you. And I'm like, and I left, let go of the door. <laughs> and I went back and hit again. <laughs> you shouldn't feel every person on the planet would do that. There's no way. There's no way the rats would be like galloping towards you. Yeah. Like, I got this. I got it. There's I'm, no way. Like, like, I'm bigger than it. And so we did this. We did this two more times. And I screamed and shut the door <laughs> both times. And then it ran. And instead of going behind the sink, so we have the air gap. You know, all restaurants have... It doesn't go straight down the right. drain pipe. There's a, there's a gap, so there it goes, like, drain from the sink, space, and then there's, like, a cup with a pipe under it. Am I describing that right? Yeah, what totally. An air so gap so the, is? So, so the sinks don't back up. Yeah. So the, the rat jumped into the air gap and, like, shimmied down our drain pipe. So Stuart's like, okay, I know where this lets out, in the basement. So I turned on the water, and Stuart went to the basement to see if it came out the other side, because if it gets loose in the basement... It's all over. Yeah, yes. Like, it's going to have babies and whatever. So he goes into the basement, and there's no water coming down. Oh, no. <laughs> it's, like, wedged in there. Oh, no. So he comes back upstairs. We shut it. And then it, like, you know, like, climbed, soaking wet, like, climbed out of the thing. And then... In the basement or back up? Back up. Back up into our kitchenette. And then... Hit in the same spot again. <laughs> At this point, did you feel bad for the rat? I did feel bad. Yeah. I felt terrible. And then um, we had like an upside down, we had like a box and like a garbage bag. And Stuart managed to get it to like run out to the, and it ran onto the garbage bag. And then my bartender, who is the least likely person you think would be okay with this, like put the upside down box over the garbage bag. Turned it over and then ran out the front door and like all the way down the block because we didn't want it to come back. Yeah, no. And, and let it free. 
And it was so crazy. It was like four hours of us. That rat's like, got a story to tell. Yes. Like other rats, like yes. go to the bar. It's free food. Yeah. He's like, I am not like, doing I'm that. I'm not again. going back. Don't send me back there again. <laughs> was that a rat prank? <laughs> they, they've gotten worse. Like that's definitely true. Like yes. from uh, all of this. Yeah. Like they're all over Bushwick. They're yes. It's. Yes. Uh, what is Bushwick like now? We're going out of order because I like to get the story, but whatever. Whatever. It's a conversation. It's we'll get to rats. it. We'll get to it. And it has rats. Are, oh, it's been, yeah. Bars are open. Yes, yeah. Are people being careful? Or are they being, like, I not think as careful? So. I think they're being careful. But I feel like each neighborhood is a little bit different. Yeah, I, like, a lot of people, I think, for our neighborhood, you know, like were there, you know, just sort of like, like they were young. Like they, this was their, that was their first neighborhood in New uh-huh. York. They came from somewhere. Uh-huh. So when the pandemic hit, I think a lot of folks left. Mm-hmm. You know, just to make afford. Yeah. So it really emptied out at mm-hmm. first, um, which was kind of crazy. It was like, uh, like something out of like uh, the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. 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 We'd be like walking around and you'd see another person and you're like, oh, you know, hey, yeah. <laughs> what's we weird from your part of the neighborhood? Yeah. Or we didn't experience that here because this is such a residential area. And most people that live in this area are, like, from Brooklyn and, like, families. So the first time we ventured out of our apartment, we were like, oh, it's going to be a ghost town. And it looked exactly the same, except people were wearing masks. And they were. Everybody was wearing masks. Everyone was wearing masks, but, like, people everywhere. And because I think there were more people because they couldn't go to work. So oh, just like yes, walking yeah. around, doing their shopping. Yeah. So it was kind of dead. But you have a venue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the end of that. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So we actually formed a little venue group just recently to sort okay. of do advocate, like advocate together mm-hmm. uh, on behalf of all of the venues. Mm-hmm. But yes, like our our business just died on the vine because it was all about like comedy shows, live music. Yeah. We did a lot of multimedia events, like seven days a week, starting in the afternoon, going till close. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you open and try to get people to come in just for yeah. drinks yeah, to go? Yeah, we didn't close at all. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. We, we, uh, we had to lay off our staff. Mm-hmm. We did that almost right away so that they could get unemployment, you know, mm-hmm. just because I yeah. didn't know what the what the situation was going to be. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the one kid that got stuck here that couldn't leave was like, uh-huh. I'll work still. And so it was like us and him for like the first like three months. And yeah, we opened for like, it was like four or five hours a day mm-hmm. just doing takeout. And I think it was just because we'd been there for so long. Yeah. That, uh, and, a, and at first, in Bushwick anyway, a lot of places closed and yeah. did not reopen. Um, so uh, there was only like a few bars that mm-hmm. were doing that. So it was okay. Did you have food before? Yes. Yeah. But only oh, little, little tiny bites. Okay. Like but you didn't have to food. like create something from We did. Scratch. We had to, uh, oh. we started making chili, which my husband oh, is a- We have chili too. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> I want to bring some home. Like, my <laughs> okay. husband's a chili cook-off winner. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm very curious to yeah. see what he thinks about my husband's chili. Yeah. So, Are, I mean, yeah. So we did chili and salads because. Is uh, your husband a business partner? Yes, we own okay. the bar together. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow, We're, we have a lot in common. I know. I'm <laughs> <laughs> we definitely know each other from before. Um, yeah. So yeah, we just made food and we didn't have a kitchen. We did not have a uh-huh. kitchenette. So it was all it's all like crock pot. Yeah. Heater, salads, that kind of stuff. Wow. Just enough to sell drinks. Because that's to, all the people yeah. want. Yeah. You know? They're, they're don't the no, they don't yeah, want and the salad. No. And the hot dog and the... No. <laughs> Slice of bread with, like, mayonnaise on it. Yes. Or whatever people are doing. So, I'm going to turn... I'm going to go back to the beginning. So, you moved here when you were 13. Yes. 
And then... Not to New York, Eastern Washington. Eastern, okay. Because yeah. it's closer to... To, to Alaska. Alaska, yeah. And that lives and in a really, really, really small town. What's it called? Uh, I own Washington. Oh, I don't know it. There's only 300 people there. Wow. Yeah. Was that more than lived in your town in Alaska? Well, Anchorage is a really... All the cities in Anchorage, okay. all the cities in Alaska are really, really big. Okay. So, ge- geographically. Okay. Just so that they can have, like, resources. So, like, Juneau is the largest city in the United States because uh-huh. it's 600 miles across. Yeah. Got it. But the population density is, like, zero. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, Iona is, like, 300 people, but they all live in the same, like, <laughs> patch of shit. <laughs> 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 but uh, it, was, it was fine. It was weird. Uh-huh. It was definitely weird, like, moving to a small town in the middle of nowhere. And when did you come to New York? Uh, 2003. Okay. Yes, yeah, 27. Did you bartend at all in Washington, or did you? No. Now, I did coffee. Okay. Uh, did a lot of food service stuff, uh, but made drinks, like, for friends. Okay. Did a lot of event stuff, like event bartending, you know, like, where you, like, that, pour that wine counts. or something. But, that like, counts. I never worked. I never, I never used a draft system. Uh-huh. Never poured cocktails. Okay. Yeah. What was your first bartending job? Uh, boxcar Lounge on Avenue B and 10th Street. Okay. It's now, I okay. think it's called Loose, Lucky's. It's called Lucky's now. Okay. Yeah, and it's really close to, remember where Life is, what was? Yes. Yeah, so there was Life, and then there was uh, the Lakeside. Do you remember the Lakeside? Yes, so I do. So Boxcar was just this tiny little lounge just on the other side of the laundromat from Lakeside. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how did you get that job? I lied and said I had bartending experience. And the guy was nice. such a horrible boss that he couldn't keep staff. Okay. So he was just burning through them. And I was like, this is the guy that'll hire me. Yeah. 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 So you just walked in off the street and you were like. Yeah, I- it was a Craigslist ad. Nice. Uh, he had a first, you know what the first like sign I should have run is that he had a help wanted sign in a window. Yeah, I feel like any bar that does yeah. that, like everybody else hires from within or like you know somebody, yeah. which is how I've gotten every other bartending job I've mm-hmm. ever gotten. But, uh, and also everybody when you first get here is like, oh, you have to have three years of New York bartending yes. experience or the equivalent, like they'll hire people from Miami or Boston mm-hmm. or like if you're working in a club, they'll hire Vegas folks, you know, yes. California. But like Seattle, I don't know, especially with no bartending experience, yeah. they weren't going to talk to me. So yeah, I just lied. So you just lied. And then what happened your first day? Nobody showed up because the bar sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no. No, I started, uh, he, so my boss was like, he would do this thing where he'd be like, this is my shift. But he didn't really want to work this shift. He was like this old grouchy Sicilian guy. Uh-huh. So he was like, I don't want to work this shift. So uh, he's like, I'm going to go upstairs to my apartment. And if you get busy, call me. Okay. Which I wasn't going to do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was just trial by fire. And I had made drinks at house parties and stuff. You sure. know, like, they kind of figure it out. And, like, <laughs> the regulars pre- figured out pretty quick that I didn't know how to tend bar, and they would uh-huh. help me. Oh, that's nice. That was, so they didn't yeah. throw you under the bus. They were like, no. we're here to help. Yeah, they, they realized that, you know, the guy was an asshole, too. Uh-huh. And uh, they were just like, here, let's, yeah, yeah. So I did that for, like, I think a year and a half. Okay. Did you get fired? I quit. All right. Um, I love firing stories. I, I, I recently realized that I love hearing about people getting fired, but yeah, you yeah. don't have to. No, 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 I got fired from a lot of jobs in Washington State. I can't work. I thought I was going to be one of those people that works, like, administrative jobs. Like, uh-huh. I did, like, food service, and then, you know, I went to school, and I was like, oh, you're supposed to get, like, an office job, and that's yeah. where it's at. But I really sucked at those. Like, I yeah. couldn't wake up on time. Same, same. I got really depressed around 3 o'clock because I couldn't leave. <laughs> 
like, it was yes. just like, you know, I would I go out to lunch and like have a margarita, you know, like yes. I was the worst. So because I like the fun part about having an office job is like you can wear cute shoes and mm-hmm. like a cute outfit and then go to lunch and have wine. Yeah. And, like read a book. And I liked that part of it. Yes. 100%. <laughs> everything else every, sucked. Everything else sucked. Every few years because I bartended. I started when I was 18. And every few years, I'd be like, okay, I can't do this forever. I'm going to have to get an office job. And then I would get an office job. And I hated it. I hated the people. I hated, like, if you ever all ordered lunch together, everybody would split the bill to, like, the penny. And then would tip. And it would make me so mad. Yeah. And then I would, this was, <laughs> this was before, like, every computer had internet. Yeah. And, and I would finish my work. And I'd be like, oh, I finished my work. Can I go home? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I, like, I finished. What do you want me to just sit here? Like, I finished. Like, you want me to pretend? And they're like, yes, that's what we do. We pretend. Yeah, I'm like, like, you can't leave till I'm like, five. I was yeah, like, this I'm like, is but a I, prison. But I finished my work. Yes, yes, yeah. All right, I'll work slower, I guess. That's what everybody else does. So, yeah. I was a receptionist for a while at uh, this company called Loud Eye, which did encoding for music. Okay. They did not. And I was on the executive floor. And it sounds like that would be fun. Oh, totally. It was like this <laughs> gorgeous building. It looked like the flat iron. It had, like, these, like, fun 90s. There was, like, a pinball machine, you know? Okay. And uh, nobody went, nobody was there. Uh-huh. Like, I would just sit in the office in this big room by myself for, like, oh, hours. sucks. I, at first, I was like, this is really cool, you uh-huh. know? And, like, at the time, I was writing for this, like, music for this magazine. Uh-huh. Or, like, a weekly out there. And I was like, I'm going to get so much writing done. And you don't. You just sit there just sit and, there. like... I don't know, like, start crawling. Like, it was just, I remember, like, I'd walk around the whole space, uh-huh. you know, like, what's in this room, you know? Yes. And then the next day, it was, like, the same thing. Like, one guy would maybe show up. Like, I'm going to book a meeting here, and then maybe someone would meet him there. And that was, like, the whole day. And I was like, why am I here? You know? Like, why do they need this whole room, you know? It's so weird. It's so wasteful. Yes. I feel like bars are so efficient and like every space is used for something yes. and nothing is extra and offices are like what the company will pay for it what's the big deal yes like, yeah like people there's like four people doing a job that one person could do totally yeah. yes and and I you know it's really about the workflow like with, when you're behind the bar I felt like it's very I don't know I just really like that like you work until the job is done you know yeah. like so you get into like a slam or there's like a party or mm. like there's an incident like there's this just like rolling level of tasks that are completed and then they're gone and then uh there's like this camaraderie afterward like we Mm -hmm. all we did it like you know we dealt with the guy who shit in the corner or whatever the thing is that happened that day i wish i wish i wasn't like oh yeah i remember when that happened (laughs) everybody has one of those so like there's that camaraderie afterward and that just didn't at the end of the day of the office i was like well see you tomorrow person i sort of know you know there was nothing that bound you there you know, so, yeah, I, I definitely got fired repeatedly from office jobs. And that was really hard for me because I was mm. like, I'm someone who thinks she has her shit together. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I can't hold a job. And then I just, I was like, oh, I'm in the wrong industry. Yes. Yeah. So you worked for a year and a half. Yeah, and you then. quit. I quit. He, uh, the building caught on fire. Oh, my God. Yes. Uh, this was a repeated thing that happened a lot because the laundromat next door uh-huh. would have, like, lint fires or electrical okay. fires. Yeah, and they're then, supposed to clean those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then the fire would sort of like, there was some reason that it would get into the wall between the buildings. Mm-hmm. And so the fire department would come, and this happened at least twice in that year. Okay. And then the last time when uh, I went to open the bar, I called my boss, who sh- I, sh- I won't name because <laughs> he lives in Pennsylvania now. Okay. Yeah, he left. So I was like, you got kicked out. You've, yeah. You've had enough bad things happen to you. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, so I called my boss and I was like, I can't open the bar. There's like two fire trucks and like a fire marshal here. You know, you gotta open the bar. That's a bunch of bullshit. He comes uh-huh. down there. He sees that I'm not able to open the bar. Uh-huh. So he's like, go get a cup of coffee at life and I'll call you in an hour. And because I'm new bartender and I'm new to the city, I was mm-hmm. like, okay. So I'm sitting over there talking to wiser bartenders who are like, just mm-hmm. go home. <laughs> you know, just go home. Uh, and so I come back, and he, had, everyone had left, and we open up the gate, and like black smoke just comes billowing out of the bar. Yeah. Like, like a cloud, you know, like a scene from a disaster movie. Uh-huh. You know, and he's like, okay, go in there and clean it up. Oh, you go in and clean it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I did, I did. I went in and I opened the bar that night. Everybody came in like, oh, it smells like barbecue. <laughs> Funny story. You know, but then, yeah, I, I, um, I quit. He begged me not to. Called uh-huh. my house. Sent me flowers. Wow. Yeah, because he hadn't been able to keep anybody. And you were there for a year and a half. Yeah, so... Uh, I, 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 by then, did you know how to bartend or you're still yes, swinging? Yeah. It, it was just okay. trial by, like there was nobody uh-huh. else there and it was a martini bar. Oh wow. Yeah. So okay. like by the time I left there, like he had a stupid list of shots that you're supposed to make, you mm-hmm. know, like all of the, you remember shot, like people had shot menus. Yes. You know, they yeah, were like, like a woo woo or like a lemon drop, lemon drop, yeah. buttery nipple, oh. was, ugh, you know, <laughs> what year a, was this? Uh, 2003. Okay. He was, behind, okay. He, he was a little behind. I was a little behind. Yeah. I was like, was it the 90s? Just, just <laughs> the menu nine. was from the yeah. 90s. Yeah. Um, and then a bunch of martinis. Uh, uh-huh. And then a bunch of scotch. So like, just doing that, like, it was like how Kurt Cobain learned to play guitar under a bridge. Oh, okay. Except for I was in a bar that caught fire sometimes. <laughs> you just do it all the time. Yeah. And, and the shifts were like 14 hours long. Yeah. I worked seven days a week. Oh my god. You know, god. it's just one of those first. And I, yeah. I couldn't work anywhere else. But then after that, I did know how to bartend. And um, I had a, do you remember Lit? Yes, Lit so Lounge. I, I, I started moonlighting, picking up shifts there. And then when my friend there opened her own place, I went and worked for her. Okay. Yeah. Lit, um, I went to karaoke in the basement. A few so times, good. Right? Yeah. And are they, are they still on? No, no. They, I remember they had that service bar in the basement. Because you know they would need a second liquor license, right? Yeah. Yes, they would need a second li- a second liquor license if it was an actual bar. So they had a server that in was quotes me, on the box. Okay. Yeah. So the server that you would tell that you wanted the drink, and then the server would get it from the bartender and then hand it to you, and that's yeah. how they got around. And people were so pissed off about that. Yeah, because they it were was like, very confusing. And they're on a lot of drugs. Yes. And they don't know what's going yes. on. Yes. Yeah. So they're like trying to order from the bartender, yes, and you're. Please. Can We're I getting, you? Yeah, yeah. He, of course. Um, uh, so they're trying to order from the bartender, and she's just like, and it's really loud down there. Yeah. And, and it's she, very smoky. So she's just like gesticulating towards me because they can't hear her. Yeah. And, and then, it's like you're set up to fail. Oh, it's, t- it's yeah. like, yes. Like, I don't, but I don't understand. That's the bartender. And she's like, no, you can't talk to me. Yes, yes. yes. And she, yeah, uh, yes. So I don't mind, you know, I, I like people, even really drunk people. Yeah, yeah. And so I'd be like, I'll do the box, you know. Yeah. Like, I'll talk to people because everyone else there really hated that job. It, I mean, 
it, it sounds like a rough job. There's like nothing between them. you. You're just standing on a box yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. You know, so like, uh, I remember one time somebody just picked me up and carried me to their table. And I was like, that's not, <laughs> that's no, like, not and then they start ordering and I was like, this is not at all how this <laughs> works. How this works. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't win whatever, what was happening there. I have to go back and you're definitely not getting a drink I'm going to get our drinks. That's hilarious. Right. Thank you, Rev. Thank you. Do you want a lime, Charlie? No, I have my old lime. Okay. Oh, just finish this. So, we just got some new drinks. Let's do a bottom of the glass cheers. Oh, cheers. Oops. Oops. I lost a little. That's okay. I don't need to drink that much. That's just water, right? Mm. No. No, this <laughs> one is tequila and, and soda and... The full one that I haven't been drinking That's is water. water. Yeah, that's the one you put there to yeah. feel like, I'm drinking water. I'm like, I'm using my instrument, my voice, and I must keep it, you know, moisturized. Yes, yes. It doesn't have to be the ice in the cocktail. <laughs> um, Lit Lounge. Oh, that's good. I, I kind of always wanted to know what it was like to work there because I was a bartender, and I definitely Did was you bartend confused. in the village at the East Village at the time? Um, I worked at the art bar, which is the West Village, uh-huh. and I worked in a bar called Alcatraz, but it closed in the 90s. Yeah. It was on St. Mark's and um, B, A, B. Um, now I can't remember if it's A or B, um, but it's a sushi restaurant now. It was across the street from Tompkins Square Park. B, that's B. Yes. No, B. that's A. I, my bar was on B. Yes. Okay. I know exactly this. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, really close to Doc Holidays, right? Yeah, down yeah. block from Doc Holidays. Yes. Um, so yes, um, but yes, Lit Lounge. That's so yeah. It was really fun. It was yeah really, yeah yeah. It was fun. It was like I was like, this is bartending in New York. You know? Yes. Because every once in a while, you'd have like a celebrity come through. Yeah, and it was smoky and it was yeah, dingy you could smoke and people doing drugs. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, although that definitely put me off drugs. <laughs> because you saw people on them before you tried them. Yes. So you saw yeah. what it looked like from the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because like I feel like for Lit Lounge, it like snowed cocaine in that basement. Yes. And absolutely. I was never, you know, we were super broke, so I was never really able to like, you know, I was going to spend my money on it. And so by the time I started making the money to like. Wait, people pay for cocaine? <laughs> When you're new in New York. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, and yeah, bartenders shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing not. wrong. Probably because I work for that uh, uh, terrible bar. Nobody <laughs> would go there. Um, but yeah, by the time I got around to uh, being like a place where I'd be like, that'd be great. I was like, I actually hate all these people. Yes. You know. I definitely had seen drugs from the inside before I had seen them from the outside. And then I was like, Oh wait, I look like that. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to look like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think that's why I survived that bar. Actually, is I was yeah. just like very like um, arm length about that, and probably uh, why I didn't work there for very long. How long were you there? Um, I ju- I never got a full shift. Uh, okay. Always picked up shifts for like about I don't want to say like maybe a year before my friend started her own place okay. and then hired me for full shifts. And where was that? It was the, called the Cellar Bar on 14th Street between 1st and 2nd. I don't think I've ever been there. What was it like? Um, it was, you know, she was, like, very, like, uh, like very Seattle vibe. You know, okay. like, she owned a coffee shop there. I think she was a Seattle native. Um, she now owns the Cobra Club, 
Ooh, I don't know that. It's a, it's a bar in Bushwick. Okay. It's also been there for a, a while. Um, and yeah, she was just, it was like a very low-key vibe. You know, she okay. did coffee during the day. She did drinks nice. at night. She had a DJ on the weekends. Okay. You know, and it was fun. It was, um, it was a real, it was a college bar for sure, because NYU mm-hmm. was right there. Um, but I don't mind that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I also worked in an NYU bar, which I I did mind, but I worked. The there for money kind of makes up for a lot of the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. This bar had like five dollar pitchers, mm. so it was, yeah. Um, I I like the idea of doing a coffee shop during the day and a bar at night because you like get two uses out of the space. Yeah. But then I worry about coffee shop people sitting in the bar, like when it's a bar and not a coffee shop, and yeah. like like. You know, loitering and hanging out and not being bar people. What in Seattle? Uh-huh. It works. Yeah, and not to uh, besmirch uh, my friend who no, does. Do, I think she still does coffee at her bar here. Yeah, and I think she's making it work. But I did not feel like that really works for exactly yeah. that reason. Yeah, you know, because, like, and in New York, like close bars your laptop. Bars. This is a bar now. Yeah, you know, and also there wasn't that coffee shop. That wasn't that coffee house culture. Yeah, certainly not in the East Village. Yeah. you know, like it felt very like, you know, uh, I don't know. It just it didn't. It's it felt like a bad fit. Yeah, you know? yeah, and yeah, coffee shops here are very. Uh, there's a couple. They they just feel less lived in. You know, yeah, that a bar kind of gets to be. Yeah, because how many cups of coffee can you have? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I've definitely never hit my limit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've definitely been like, oh, I want to go sit in a coffee shop, and then I'll get, like, a cup of coffee, and I'm like, I want to sit here longer, but, like, I can't have another cappuccino, like, in this hour. Yeah. You know, I just, and I'm like, I guess I can have cake, but, like, if I'm in a bar, I'm like, oh, well, I'll have another of the same yeah. again and again, yeah. you know? Um, and people talk to each other. I feel like coffee shops, everybody is, like, you know, doing work. Yeah. You know? Or pretending to do work. Or pretending to do work, yeah. <laughs> Watching porn. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 at the coffee shop. That person got kicked out. Um, Only the one? <laughs> she had the screens mounted on the wall so that we could actually see oh, what people yeah. were... Uh, Looking at this was this was they had like common terminals, oh. which in a COVID world seems really gross. It to does, me. it does. Actually, in a non-COVID world, that seems gross to me. It, you know, I um, I had a job um, in Midtown, and there was like an internet cafe across the street, and I was really excited because it was like in the back of like a four fast food restaurant place. So I was sitting in the back of this coffee shop eating French fries and typing on a public computer. And then I got like the flu the next day. And I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. Because that's disgusting. That's disgusting. Yeah. Why did I do that? Yeah. And um, I feel like I've always been like a little, not always because I wasn't then, but since then I've been a little bit of a germaphobe. Yeah. I feel like post-COVID, I'm going to be the opposite because I'm going to be like, I'm not worried about COVID anymore. And I'm just going to be like touching everything. Yeah. <laughs> like licking my fingers. No, 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 no. Can <laughs> I got the subway? Just like licking the wall. Yeah, just licking everything. Just touching. <laughs> oh, no, just no, no, like, no. like instead of shaking people's hands hello, I'm just going to lick their faces. I still, I have people who try to, have you ever had people try to aggressively shake your hand? Like, I don't believe in COVID. Let's shake hands. And I'm like, no, no. We're not doing that no, anymore. No, we're not. Yeah. We're not. We have these. He's actually outside. So so my father got his second shot uh, like three, four weeks ago. What did he get? Moderna um, or Pfizer? He got Pfizer. Uh-huh. So he's good now. And we used to have 
dad lunch once a week. He would come in here, and I would make him lunch. I worked Thursday afternoon shift, and my dad would, like, pick his wife up from work, which is, like, hinterland is between his house and her job, so he would come stop, and I would make him lunch, and we did this every Thursday for years. And then we haven't. It is lovely. And then we haven't done it, you know, for a year. And my dad got his vaccine, so we came in and we did lunch. And then he came back the next Thursday, and he got here before me. And I walk in, and he's just sitting at a table with one of my regulars with no mask on, with both of them. And I'm like, what what is, like, no. Yeah, I know. No, we're not, you can't. And, like, I I introduced them the week before, but I'm like, you can't just sit at a table with a stranger with no mask on. Not yet. No. Not yet. We're not there yet. No, we're not. And and I know that And also the vaccine takes a minute to like... It does. Like it's like a week or 10 days. Well, it was... He was fully... It was after... It was weeks after his second. So he's fully vaccinated now. But still, you're supposed to follow all the rules and the other guy is not fully vaccinated. No. And... They, they live with somebody who is at risk, so I know you can, like, transfer it. And I'm like, this is why I was yelling at him for going to the bowling alley, because I know that if someone goes to... Sh- and Oh, and the guy shook his hand, like, when he left, and I, like, went and I got hand sanitizer, and I'm like, sanitize your hands. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like... Have you, you not been to, doing yeah, this no. all year? Oh my god! <laughs> he didn't. He didn't get it. He didn't. Get no, it. he didn't. No. Get it. He didn't get it. But but I've been on his case for going to the bowling alley. Like caught him in the bowling alley, and they were not following. Why were bowling alleys allowed to open before bars? Yeah, I don't know. And they I were feel not like bowling following alleys any are just bars with bowling alleys in them. Bars where you touch everything. Yeah, and you I've, share everything. Yeah, like yeah, I don't get it. I feel like like I kind of like this. There was this bowling alley in Seattle where I lived for a while mm-hmm. called the Sunset Bowl. It was like there for a million years uh-huh. it was just a bit it, it had like a diner and it was like it was like 24 lanes or something like it was like a legit big uh-huh. bowling alley it wasn't like uh-huh like a bowling alley you know like, yeah. like one or two like yeah it lanes, was like, real with like leagues and like trophies uh-huh. and merch shop yeah and but it's it still it was still just a bar with a bowling alley in it yeah you know like i was like yeah. it doesn't make any sense that this is permitted to open right now. Yeah. And you and you're right, you touch everything. You touch everything. They had food and drink. They weren't doing yeah. the temperature check. And I finally, I like kind of had to put my foot down. I had to be really mean with him. And I was like, you can't go back to the bowling alley until you get vaccinated. No. And I was like, you're going to be, this was a few weeks before the vaccine came out. And I was like, you're going to be lying in a hospital bed and saying goodbye to me on an iPad. I was like, do you want that? And then you're going to look on the TV and they're going to be like, oh, the vaccine is rolled out. But you're not going to get it because you're going to die alone. (laughs) Finally. It worked. Yeah. It worked. It was brutal, but it worked. That's amazing. He didn't go to the bowling alley for like a good, you know, two months. And then he 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 got the vaccine the week it came out. He like went to the VA and, and he like got his own appointment. I didn't have to like try to get him an appointment. And he got the vaccine. And then he got, you know, three weeks later, he got his second shot. And now he's completely and fully vaccinated. I think that was like a month ago. So it's all set in and he's good. So I don't have to worry. But I was right because he's just shaking hands and you don't sitting. you don't want to be the person at the mm-hmm. end that like doesn't get in the lifeboat. Yeah, you know, like yeah. why would you do that? What? You know, like we're we're so close. We're so close. That's what I just keep telling that to people. That's the other thing. Like I see places. I mean, I don't know what their situation is. Obviously, like mm-hmm. with like uh, their landlord or what this. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, hey, if we've all hung on this far, we're so close. You know, we're just, just pull out all the stops. Yeah. Do whatever you can because this summer is going to be like bananas. 
It is. It'll be the like it's something be summer beautiful. of love yeah. to shame. Yes. Like everybody's. Yes. Uh, when you go to the grocery store, everyone is dressed the fuck up. You know, yes. so this yes, summer, everyone's like going to be dressing house. to the nines, going to every single bar. Like, oh, I, let's meet for lunch. It's going to be like, let's meet for the whole day. Yeah. You know? Like, I haven't gone dancing in years, oh but God, I'm like, I want to go, go dancing. Yeah, me too. I want to go, I want, like, uh, like, should I open a club? Oh, my God, I want to go dancing <laughs> so bad. So, soon. We're, we're going to go dancing. Oh. Um, maybe you'll have dancing in your place. It's never worked at Pie Box. No? Which is a bummer because I've it's, tried. It's a neighborhood where people are a little too cool for school. Yeah. Yes. They're not going to be like Yeah, yeah that's silly. funny. Yeah, the only time it sort of works is New Year's. Yes. Because yeah, yeah. New can be school, too cool for school now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. We've been home alone all this time. Oh, God. So, okay. So, you worked in, I already forgot the name, 14th Street. Yeah, it was called The Cellar. The Cellar. And I did try working uptown for a while. I worked uh-huh. at the bar at Grand Central Station. Oh, wow. Yes. It was what was a, that like? Uh, it was a beautiful place to work. Yeah. Um, it was the bar in a steakhouse, Michael Jordan's steakhouse, which I okay. think was still there. Okay. Um, and it was it was decent money and, and whatnot, but like I just kept getting violations for like, you have to take your nose ring out. You, you, uh, you know, like... Uniform Yeah, stuff. or just like, you know, you're not allowed to have tattoos that show. Yes. You know, um, uh, a couple times they're like, you have to wear a black shirt. And I would wear, they're like, that, that's the wrong color of black. And so it was the same thing with the office yeah, jobs. I was just like, black I can't hang, corporate. you know, yes. like, so as soon as I, you know, uh, as soon as I could get like more shifts, I just got out of there. Yeah. You know. I have definitely either not taken a job because of the uniform or quit a job because of a uniform change because I'm like, no, I can't. Did you ever have to bartend in uniform? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, When, where? TGI uh, Fridays, tell me. No, never TGI Fridays. So, (laughs) okay, I I worked in a place called American Way where I had to wear a red, white, and blue bikini. (laughs) No. No. Oh, my God. And I... I didn't mind it, except that I had gigantic boobs. I, you can't tell now, but I had a breast reduction a couple of years ago. Um, so back then, and this was like the early 90s, I couldn't find a bikini top that like actually fit and worked that was like a red, white, and blue bikini. Um, right, because so they're all like little teeny. They're all yeah. little teeny. Because so no one actually really wears un- that. It's designed to put on, take a photograph. Yeah, or if you have like fake boobs that stand up by themselves, yes, it like covers yeah. the nipple. Um, so I had to like kind of make a bikini out of like stretchy tops and like cut out stars. And, um, so I was never really comfortable in the outfit. I I didn't last very long. How could you be comfortable in that (laughs) outfit? Did you have to wear the bottoms too? Yeah, the bottoms and tops. And then, um, I remember one of my coworkers came in and she wore like nude stockings under her bikini bottoms. I was like, oh my God, that's so genius. I'm totally going to do that. Um, but the top was such a problem, and I was like, like I would bend over, and like my boob would pop out, and I just was like, this is not for me. Uh, and then <laughs> I think I lasted like two, three weeks, and then I was like, I, I feel like I might have lasted longer if I could have found a top. Like if the internet existed and I yes. could have found a top that fit well, I might have yeah. lasted longer, or if I could like get it custom made, like like you know find someone on Etsy. Where to was this? Oh, Midtown. Man, it was in Midtown. Of course. I don't even know where it was. It was called American Way. I like. Like, I could have imagined it. Like, I've never seen it since. But That's I was there for, like, wild. three weeks. Um, and I've definitely done catering. Yeah, where you had to wear... Um, you, yes, yeah. Yeah, we had to wear tux. I thought catering bartending was, was kind of fun. Um, it depends, right? It yeah. depends on the party. We were just watching... Um, uh, my husband has a podcast where they watch bad movies, and we were watching Tom and Jerry. Uh-huh. And um, it takes place in a hotel, and they're, like, putting on a big wedding. And then at the end, like, all the staff 
they're all guests at the wedding. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no. that is ridiculous. Oh. Like, the doorman is there. The waiters are there. And I'm like, you don't get to be a guest at the wedding. You're no. the help. Yes. You're yeah. clearly, like, like... When you work in a dive bar, you're part of the party. Yes. When you work, like, an event, you're the help. Yes. Like, it's two different jobs. You, like... You have to make a really uh, hard point of, like, not being... You know, yeah. part of like the... you can't just like grab a piece of cheese off a tray that goes. Oh my the god, no! Oh my god, no! Like, because a lot of this, like, I don't know what your situa- what your experience was, but for me, like, a lot of co- corporate jobs were like really corporate. Yeah, you know, or it was like, you know, one of these New York things where you shove to this rich person's apartment. Oh, I've never you know, done that. And yes. like, they're very. Like, you're nice. not allowed to use their bathroom. Oh, you can. <laughs> you just can't use the bathroom. Okay. You have to use like the bathroom. Got it. You know. The help bathroom. The help bathroom. Yeah. The- you guys can change here and put your coats here. Mm-hmm. And then the guests are putting the coats on the bed and you're like, well, I'm not doing that. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, first of all, I have a shitty H&M coat. <laughs> Don't want to grab the but wrong But then you one. could leave with whatever coat you That's want. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> and purse. I was like, look. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. You the have to be really The guests would be careful. so mad if they found out they were putting their coats in the same place as the help. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> well, so it was really, we did one where it was like a... Um, it was like a kind of like a fundraiser for like anti-Bush cause, you know. And okay. so like I wasn't. We would all sort of rotate tables, and one of the jobs was to run out with uh, buttons, you know, like like we were dressed as Girl Scouts. Okay, that was the uniform. Okay, <laughs> and uh, uh, we were just you know handing drinks out, and then my friend got the best job. She was just standing in the back in the kitchen bartending, which was like the greatest. Uh huh. Because then all the cool people at the party would come back and talk to her, and yes. she was the one who got to be at the party. Uh huh. But like the rest of us had to keep running drinks out, and so then people would want to talk to you about political shit. Okay. And, but you can't, you know, like you're serving. Yeah. And even though, like, I think my politics probably lined up pretty well. But you still don't want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just kind of don't want to walk into that. So that was probably, that was really awkward. Because they're like, <laughs> tell me about the pins on your Girl Scout uniform. And I did have some, like, you know, some of the pins that were giving out at the party, uh-huh. that kind of thing, flare, like from. So uh, somebody bought, you know, like 30 Girl Scout uniforms. We had, yes, yes. And then, like, took them back. They were costumes. Wow. You know? So yeah. it was like the pins, I was like, this is from Halloween. And you're like, can I keep <laughs> I this? <laughs> I did keep the sash. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was just, yeah. But I, I don't know. Like, I always thought like corporate bartending or catering bartending was kind of fun because like there wasn't a full bar. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just like whatever they had you were making. Yes. You know? And it just so felt like very easy. easy. Yeah. You know? So how did you end up opening a place? Uh... It was always a dream of my husband and I okay. to open our own bar. Is your husband a bartender? Yes. Yeah. Oh. But he was he started off in coffee too. Okay. So uh, we always we we threw a lot of parties like back when I lived in Seattle, we would like book a lot of punk shows. Mm-hmm. And then I would host the show. It was for this mm-hmm. music magazine that is now defunct out there that we were both writing for. Okay. So and it was really fun. I loved doing that. I loved doing that. So like we would book the shows and then we would have a night. And, like, you know, you did all the promo, and then you got mm. on stage. I, I dressed like a nurse. That was the theme of the show. It was called Clinic, you know? Okay. So I'd come out. He was wearing a doctor outfit. Super fun. Adorable. Yeah. And then we'd, like, <laughs> you know, the punk bands would come out or rock, whatever. And, you know, afterward, we'd, like, you know, do all the house, like, split the mm-hmm. tips and everything. And it was it was really fun. And I, uh, I was like, we should own our own place, and we can book our own music and just yeah. do this every night. And that's totally not what happens when you open a bar. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but uh, we just, we started bartending and we saved everything. 
We saved every every red cent. Didn't okay. go anywhere. Didn't have anything. We saved like eighty thousand dollars. Wow, yeah. that's amazing! And yeah. then the two of you, like, you hit the pavement and you search for the place. My bar back uh, uh-huh. at this bar called the Crocodile Lounge was mm. where we really started making some money. Okay, and I, with I the pizza. managed. Yes, we had the free pizza, um, and I started. I did manage that for a couple of years, so we were. I was getting a salary too. Mm-hmm. He found out that we were going to leave and open our own place because the the crash happened. The two thousand and eight crash. Yes, happened. and so suddenly, like all of this lease that we thought would, you know forever be out of our range just like dropped to where we could and people were desperate to have yeah them, you know? so at that time all of a sudden having cash was like a huge get mm-hmm. um and he saw that we were gonna like you know try to get out of there mm-hmm. and uh because our jobs weren't very secure you know they would do like house you ever work in a place where they fire everybody fired everyone yeah. yes so yeah. that 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 company did that a lot so I probably would have survived it. I definitely survived a couple of them because I just uh-huh. kind of kept my head down, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'd been there for a while, and I knew my number was going to come up, you know? They'd gone through a couple different managers. Now I was the manager, mm. so, like, you knew you were next, you yeah. know? And uh, so he jumped ship with us, and he put in his cash. So there's three of us. Okay. It's me, Jeff, and our friend Colin. And, uh, yeah, he, he put in the extra little bit to get us over the line. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, we opened. We had, like, 600 bucks to our name. Wow. It took us like a year to open. What year did it open? 2010. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And then the first night we made like five grand and we're like, oh shit, we're in business. And then the yeah. second night you made nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that goes. You're like, <laughs> where is everybody? Yeah. You're chasing you're chasing that first night for like the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't understand. Are we ever gonna have a night like our first yeah, night? Yeah, you're like, wait, yeah. I thought you all loved me. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to leave signs, like somebody would be like, When are you gonna open? Like would like stick a, uh-huh. a note on our bar and it's like, We're gonna kill it. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, but you guys were doing well before COVID. Yeah. Because I heard a lot of, there were a lot of shows there. What did I, I went there for, oh, it was like an auction fundraiser something. I don't remember. We did a lot remember. of stuff like auction fundraisers for like dog charities, like various like animal charities. I think this was like a, there was like a mar- like a marathon fundraiser thing. You know how people raise yeah. money and then they get to run in the marathon for free. Yeah. Like that it was like that kind of thing. Yeah. I think I, I remember a, that event, but I don't remember a walk, what like a swimming walkman. <laughs> Did you win? I won yeah, That's I won cool. a swimming auction. Uh walkman. Do you feel weird whenever you win things at like uh like you show up at a friends thing and then like you win the tickets? You're like, oh shit, sorry. And, <laughs> and I was like, I think like whatever whatever year it was, whatever listening device I had had just broken. So I was like, oh man, a swimming Walkman. Like, I don't swim, but I need, I need, a, Walkman. I need a Walkman or a music thing, whatever it is. I, I, I'm showing my age, I guess. And then somebody was like, can I like trade you? Because I really wanted that. And I was like, no, this is mine. I want it. And then I like never used it no. and should have just given it to her. Cause like, what did she later, have to trade? I don't remember. I don't remember, but it was like, I didn't need this thing, but it was mine. Yeah. No, you won, won when it. you win it, it's totally it. different. It was, like you like, like win you a water. Yeah, it's like magic. <laughs> yes. But like you win things, you're like, I'll never, you know, like you win a t-shirt, you never wear those. Yeah, I need you know? this. Yeah. <laughs> it's more valuable because it's yeah. like fought hard. Yeah. Or, I won this. Um, so 
You were recently um, featured. Yeah, on Hello, uh, Good Morning Cuomo. Good Morning Cuomo. How did that happen? So, uh, Haley, uh, oh my God, I'm going to remember this, her beer company. She is a beer rep for, oh my God, she's going to kill me. I'll just send it to you and you can. You send it to me and we'll. we'll, Um, Jeff does all the beer ordering anyway. (laughs) So she knew us, but when I saw saw, um, the guys from Gutter. They okay. did a Good Morning Cuomo, and I okay. sort of know them from Barcade. I never worked at Barcade, mm-hmm. but I hung at Barcade a lot. Uh, I actually got married in that bar. So, oh, wow. Um, I have a Barcade employee sitting in the back room right now. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I saw that, I just was, I don't know. I just felt like, I felt like I was in a secure enough position to say something because mm-hmm. I know some people who uh, were involved with speaking out, like the boxcar, the place that it became, I think it's called Lucky's. Uh-huh. She was really uh, um, outspoken about, you know, how the COVID regulations were being unfairly put on bars. Yeah. And um, especially compared to places upstate. And she got shut down by the SLA. Not that I'm saying that couldn't happen to us. Yeah. But uh, we're... I just felt like we were in a position that we should say something because, like, we didn't have any outstanding bullshit that they could get us on. Yeah. Although I think everybody always kind of does. Yeah, I feel like it just depends. Like, like the laws are so mm-hmm. obscure or or vague that they can kind of twist it any way, any they, way want. they want. So it's definitely a risk. Yeah. Like, uh, our wicked lady got shut down by the SLA. Yes. Um, they counted him as being over occupancy. And I kind of remember this from when I did our... Uh, our liquor license. Um, and then I did a liquor license on another bar that has since closed. But mm-hmm. uh, the SLA has, like, an occupancy that's based off the seats in the bar. Uh-huh. And then the DOB gives theirs, which is, like, 74, yeah. like, 108 or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, based on egress or exits. Yeah. And, like, this SLA came in and said, oh, you're over-occupancy on the seats. Wow. But they weren't over-occupancy on the DOB stuff, <gasps> and they were following the COVID regulations. So that's as, you know, i Did I'm they sh- speak out? They did, yeah. Their their name was all over stuff. before they got before shut down? they got shut down. Oh wow! So it's yeah. definitely it definitely could happen. My my thing was like COVID or COVID COVID Cuomo has his hands full yes. with the uh, sexual allegations. Yeah, so I was so like, hopefully. he doesn't have time to worry about shitty old me. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully that's for sure. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, it was just. Uh, I don't know. I don't, you know, like for us, again, just to repeat what I said there, like we're a venue. Yeah. I can see you guys have a kitchen, but it's not huge. No, and it like became more of a kitchen than it was before. We yeah. used to get, we used to get sandwiches from a place in the neighborhood and reheat them. And then it's like, well, now we have to make food because we can't really afford, like the sandwiches yeah. were basically so people wouldn't leave to eat. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you were going to leave because you're hungry? No, 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 we have something. It's nice. You know? When I worked in the free pizza bars, too, especially that was a really young yeah. crowd. Yeah. But it's nice to give drunk people food. Yes. You know, I feel Absolutely. like that's just, like, as somebody who's definitely been drunk enough times in her life, like, it's good to be like, hey, here's a sandwich yeah. so you don't feel like shit in there the morning. There have definitely been times where it was the end of the night and we were like, should we go to the diner or should we go to Alligator or Crocodile and yeah. get, like, another beer and free pizza? Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but for us, we were never, you know, like I said, in the Cuomo thing, like, that we were never that. Like, we just had enough food to meet the SLA yeah. requirement. Yeah, Same. So, uh, and I mean, when it all hit, like, it was just like, I don't, the, I guess the thing that kills me is just throwing it away. Yeah. You know? I was like, yes. God, you know, I'm paying for garbage, I'm paying for takeout, I'm paying for, like, storage. And now you're throwing food and in the garbage and the rats are eating it. And the rats are everywhere. Yeah. 
And you can't, like, get it to the people that, like, there are people online for food, and you're throwing food in the garbage. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, well, we had. part of the other piece of that is, like, uh, I'm a member of the Brooklyn Democratic County Committee. Okay. And so we do uh, a lot of event stuff, like, in the neighborhood, especially, you know, during the election season. Uh-huh. And, like, we did a lot of, you know, community events. And so you, you have those connections. Like, people will reach out to you, like, hey, you know, can you guys, like, grab, you know, a 50-pound bag of rice at Restaurant Depot. And I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, you do shit. So you yeah. see it. Like, it's yeah. not, like, cerebral. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. you know, it's not people's fault. They just want to drink. And I don't yeah. know. Girl, like, it's like there's already over-service. Yes. You know? There's of already laws against public drunkenness. Like, why yeah. do we need further oversight? It's like, walk. people should be allowed to walk around and drink. Yeah. I'm definitely not doing that at Pine Box Rock Shop. No. Nobody, nobody but. is. Nobody's doing that anywhere. <laughs> but, but, I mean, there's it's already not like rules against. people are not drinking. People are just drinking at home, and they're gathering at home. Yeah, they're gathering at and home. And they're, like, at least when they could come to bars, we have a maximum occupancy. We have bartenders that are regulating how much you're drinking. Yes. We're taking your temperature. Like, there are all these rules. Um but, like, like for the holidays, we weren't allowed to have people inside. Yeah. And they're all just, like, for New Year's Eve. I know. They're, they're all, I mean, they shut down an illegal bottle club, like, every other day. Yeah, there's, there's illegal parties in our, our neighborhood. Yeah. It's crazy. And, yeah, it's just, especially, I mean, I'm not, like, yeah, <laughs> there was an illegal karaoke party. I cannot karaoke think of a more COVID-y crazy. kind of event. And I love karaoke. I know. But I everybody karaoke. is Spitting and yelling into on this, the same into the same mic. microphone, yeah, flipping through the same books. Oh my god, it's you know? disgusting. And <laughs> it, it's just—I know that people are young and like they like think they don't can get it, but like it's not like the measles re- or you know like you know yeah. riding a motorcycle where you can take like a metered risk. You know, yeah. It's like COVID is like just running across a field and hoping that you don't get the one that gets sniper. Yeah, you know, because yes. we don't really understand. We don't. We don't. You know, because I know young people who got sick, like really sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there were people in the Bushwick food uh, barn food family that passed away. Yeah. You know, so like, I don't know. And then you might kill somebody else, right? Like, you might totally. get it and be fine and then give it to somebody who dies. Like, yeah, so like, you don't want that on your head. I mean, that's the whole thing what prohibition was about, right? Mm-hmm. Let's regulate it. I mean, it should all be legal. Drugs yeah. should be legal. I'm with you. Prostitution Just should be legal. Make it all legal. Yeah. Regulate, regulate it. it. Don't let kids do it. It's you know? been shown to help people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's really, you know, like, it's been shown to help people. You know, people then, who have problems with it are much more likely to get help in a regulated industry. And then being like, you can't you can't have, you can't drink unless you have food. So stupid. And then being like, bars have to sh- shut down by 11. 11. That's so ridiculous. And it makes neighborhoods less safe. Absolutely. The thing that makes neighborhoods safe is life. And people, people on the street. People on the street. Places being open. The bar's open. The diner's open. The bodega's open. There's a place for you to duck into if you're afraid. There's a witness if something happens. How many times has someone come into your bar and been like, oh, I'm just here. This like a weirdo. You know what I mean? Or how many times has your door guy been like, just, hey, you know what? I'm going to stop this situation that doesn't have anything to do about with us. I mean, I don't have a door guy, but yes. You know what? Or bartender. Bar back. Absolutely. I've definitely stepped into situations. Definitely. Outside in the street. Yeah. And we have like homeless people that we feed. Yeah. That, you know, it's just... And, it yeah. just doesn't, and also from, like, the whole point was to stop transmission. Like, I get the seated yes. at a table thing. Yes. You know? Yes. 
But I also want to get away from like this idea that we have to justify our industry because I feel like that really comes yeah. up a lot with like, I don't know if you're working on the grants. I'm uh, not working on the grants because I can't, I can't do it. I will help I can't. you. <laughs> okay. Now we I'm should like, all. I can't, I can't fill out those applications. It's, it's insane. And it would... doesn't have, it's not in our wheelhouse and it isn't why we started doing yeah. this, you know? Yeah. Um, but they are what they are. Yes. And I feel like there's this, I just did one today, which mm-hmm. I won't name, but it, it definitely is like, you know, hey, you know, what value do you have, you know? And I feel like bars, there's the value. There's a there social, is a value. economic value. But also, this is an established, regulated industry. Yeah. I don't, you know, I don't sell heroin to preschoolers. No. It's a bar. You know? And we have... So why do I have to constantly justify yeah. that it's like, okay wh- for me to exist? The pool hall doesn't have to justify yeah. it. Like, how is that helping the neighborhood? I'm not saying shut down pool halls. I'm saying or the we should bowling all alley. be allowed to... Yeah, we should... Like, how does that help? It, How does it, that help? It like, doesn't stop. And gyms are not allowed to open, but bowling alleys are. Like, I don't, it, anyway. It, it seems so herky-jerky and yeah. arbitrary. And yes. so that's when I was just like, I don't know. And we have, like, a game night. And then what you said about bars being your family, like, yeah. that like that hit me. Because that's, that's actually what I talked about on our first episode, is that, like, a bar is the place where when your family is not the best family, that's where you go when you make your family. And each bar is its own little family. And then, like, in the neighborhoods, there's, like, a connection of bars. Right, you're like, this is, I don't go to this bar, this is a cousin bar. Like, my friend will take me to their regular bar, and then I'm like, oh, I'm a regular at this bar, and then we can be, like, cousins. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, like... The, this neighborhood, there's, like, a few different places, and we share the same regulars, and yeah. we're, like, part of the community. And then, like, yeah. I mean, we throw funerals for people. Or people got married know? at Pine Box. Yeah, people get married. So, and you you had a meeting with the Chamber of Commerce? Did that happen? Um, we had a meeting with uh, the SBA. Okay. And we were able to speak uh, directly to Nydia Velasquez. Okay. About uh, some of the stuff with the grants, especially for small venues, the ticketing Uh requirement, asking them to... Okay, so here's the deal. With, like, small venues and Uh non-for-profit venues, not necessarily bars, but places that, like, do shows, Mm -hmm. but don't necessarily make their money selling tickets, Uh they're more doing it as, like, a community-oriented event, and they get their money from donors or whatever. Okay. Or for bars like us, where we never charge for shows. Okay. You know, and that was because where Pinebox was in the world was like, oh, you just started a band? Like, come play at Pinebox, you know? Like, play a show a couple times. Or, like, we held a ton of open Get your friends to come in. They don't have to pay, but they'll drink. Or just weird shit. Like, people would do, like, I'm going to do a multimedia event where I'm going to get up and give a lecture, you know? Uh Like, I went to a couple of those. They were fun, you know? But, like, it wasn't the kind of thing that people would necessarily buy tickets for, but they would Uh definitely try uh-huh. If they weren't, and also I feel like that neighborhood is maybe a little more open to like kind of experimental yeah. art or like yeah. maybe different kinds of music that they wouldn't uh-huh. normally try. So uh, we never charged for shows. Or if we did, it was like it just goes into the band's pocket because they're on tour or something, you mm-hmm. know. And I mean, I was a musician for years. Like okay. that's cool. What did you play? Uh, well, I played a little guitar, but I was a singer in a band. Oh. All yeah. right. Never played. Never played guitar in front of people. Thank God. <laughs> Although my husband's a drummer, and we used to do this trick on stage where uh, we were playing this song, and there was this, like, really long instrumental uh-huh. break. So I would come around, and I would hold the beat on the drums, and he would go to the bar and get everyone beers. And then he okay. would come back, and we would switch out. And that was really, people loved that. Yeah. So I can play, I can play drums in one song. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it was fun. I was so, like, my friend, the other guy who played keys, he's like, you should try it. I was like, I definitely can't play keys. <laughs> I was like, ding, 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 ding. 
So your husband goes and gets the beers, and then and then yeah. the keyboardist goes and gets the shots. Yes. <laughs> you always say, "I need a shot." You know, they're gonna come up with a shot. Um, yeah. So we didn't we didn't have a lot of ticket sales, mm-hmm. you know. And but we're a venue. Yeah. You know, like we're a venue. Like that's how we made our living is selling drinks. Mm-hmm. To people who are there to see shows. And again, I feel like, why do I have to justify that? That's a perfectly tried and true model. Yeah. There's nothing illegal about that. No. And it doesn't make us less value. And I feel like she listened. Like, she was okay. writing stuff down. Um, she feels that the ticketing the ticketing requirements for Broadway or for movie okay. theaters. And honestly, they need help, too. Yeah. But, it, you know, they should have their thing. And then so, we could have, you know. But if you want to save small venues, like where people play, yes. like, little shows, you know. I mean, like, Hannibal Burris played a show. Like, little, like, you know, people who are, people that become, you know, legitimate yeah, artists. But even if course. they don't become legitimate artists, it's still there good to a have place. a stage for that. Yeah. You know? It, should be, it shouldn't be only stages for, like, the most famous people. Or that can sell tickets. Yeah. You know? Like, when I was in bands, like, we played a ton of free shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we got to a point where we could sell tickets, too. But, like, I don't know. I, d- I don't necessarily think that's the intrinsic worth of a venue. So will you be able to open, what is it, April 2nd? April 2nd. We're going to start with comedy because I feel like I can control that situation. Okay. Um, uh, with, like, uh, the mics. Like, I can give every comedian their own mic. I can uh-huh. sanitize the covers. Yes. They can perform behind a shield. We're looking into that. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to start live music until, like, either we reach herd immunity or there's, mm-hmm. like, widespread vaccines just because, yeah. again, like, a lot of times the we sweating, did, like, loud, screaming, sweaty, screamy shows. The audience getting yeah. overly excited. It just doesn't seem like a really... <laughs> um, although last year we did a thing where we uh, we have, like, a kind of relationship with the L-Train brass band because they used okay. to practice in the back of Pine Box. Uh-huh. So they came and did a thing in the street, and that was really fun. Oh, nice. So hopefully they'll come back and do that this summer, and maybe we can do some outdoor shows. Yeah. Do you have an outdoor space? No, we just closed the street. <laughs> All right. I like it. Well, I've done it with permits, too, and we've done mm-hmm. it without permits, but, like, we never actually without permits. But, um, yeah, just close the street. I call awesome. my neighbors. There's only, like, there's only, like, ten people that live on the block because it's one of those industrial blocks. Uh-huh. So, and the neighbor across the way is just, like, over the moon for brass band music so I just make sure they play some stuff she likes <laughs> that is nice I wish our neighbors were that nice we have, yeah we yeah, have it must be different to be street. on a big road it is and this bus lane is new if this bus if the, if COVID happened a year earlier we could have put seats in the street but they oh, put a bus lane here yeah. so we can't and luckily we have a backyard and we have like two tables in the front there's a restaurant down the street that has a very small backyard and they were trying to put out outside tables in the summer um you can use that bus lane after seven and on sundays so they were like they had these like wheel these barriers on wheels that they would like take out at seven and then but then we have to close at 10 now it's 11 but the fact but that what's it was the 10 point? yeah it was and that's not but you had to yeah even if you were you only to. gonna make you know a couple hundred dollars it's better than zero. Cause, oh, yeah. You like, know. We, we would get up and I'd be like, I'm just going to open the bar and if I make 200 bucks today. I mean, yeah. we were in a bad place because we had just closed another bar that What's we had owned. Bar? It was called Precious Metal. Okay. Um, and it was open for five years. And I opened that bar right after I had a baby. And so uh-huh. it was just like a bad time for me. And it never really uh-huh. got off the ground. And like... I don't know. You know what they say? Like you have, you know, you have twenty years to write your first album. Okay. And like five years to write the next yes. one, or a year to write the yes. next one, or whatever. That's how I, Pine Box was such a great success for uh-huh. us. 
I was like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> Whatever. And so I'm yes. going to open this bar and I'm just going to like make money. And I forgot all the early uh-huh. stuff. Like How where you're there, yeah. you're the only one working, yes. you know, the long hours. And you can't do that with a baby. No. And you, and you can't do it like as you get older, you... No, less and less. Yeah. Like, I was 32 when I opened Pine Box. 32 uh-huh. or 33. And I'm 44 now. Okay. So, like, I was 40 when we opened Precious Metal. Uh-huh. And, yeah, the late nights are harder. Yeah. You know? And you don't have that same... I don't... You want to be the weird old person, like, trying to connect with I the know. kids. <laughs> Whatever. You know? So, that was just... Uh, you kids and your TikTok. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I was like, how does this Instagram work? Although, I feel like I finally got the hang of Instagram. <laughs> you know, now that all the cat ladies are back on. But, um, so we had just closed that. So we didn't have any money. Like, mm-hmm. we were broke. Like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So we were like, yeah, 200 bucks is like groceries and rent. Like, yeah. it really mattered, you know. So, we, yeah, we, we opened Every rain day. or storm. I mean, wow. yeah. We tried to open in the rain. Like, when we, we, we closed, you know, May, March 16th. And then we opened, it was like April 25th-ish. Um, to do outdoor. Yeah. And we found that if it was raining or windy or nobody, nobody was leaving their house, nobody was leaving their apartments. They were, they were like, I don't have to, so I'm not going to. Yeah. Did you and guys do delivery? We didn't. We never got into delivery. No. I feel like, because, did you mix, guys do delivery? We did. We had in-house delivery for a while. Like, one of our regulars was like, I'll deliver for you guys. Oh, that's amazing. It was really helpful. Yes, thank you, Riff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> There were a few times where, um, you know, they did, like, these porch shows down the block where they had, like, a block party. And my neighbor that, like, lives down the block is like, hey, there's a block party. And I would take a shopping cart and fill it with margaritas. And I'd be like, margaritas, margaritas, <laughs> get your margaritas. Didn't that, there was that kind of energy, though, where you're like, I guess all bets are off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, before they had come out and said you couldn't walk and drink. Yeah. Like, I was like, are we doing this? Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, okay. You yep. know, like, there was no other way to survive. There was no rules. And yep. also, like, we forget this. I forgot it. But, like, when this all started, you were just like, oh, my God, is the world going to end? Yeah. You know? And also, we thought it was going to last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. At first. Yeah, at first. first. Um, but, like, when I said, like, a bar is your family, like, I don't have, like, my parents are deceased. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have any other family. Yeah. You know, so I remember, like, being in bars, you know, mostly as a musician, but then also doing some booking shows and, like, you know, having drag queens teach me, like, how to do my eye makeup in the bathroom. Ooh, I'm jealous. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's how you put it. Like, they're like, pull it straight, you know? And, like, and like so I, I didn't grow up in a bar, but I became an adult in a bar. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, like uh, I had a regular who, uh, at Boxcar, actually, uh-huh. who was just like, I don't know, she, she would just, I, she would just tell me, like, how to be an adult woman in New York. Like, don't do this. That's stupid. <laughs> no, she lived her yeah. whole, whole life. And yeah. she's like, you know, what they're, you know, that's bullshit. I know you think it's cool, but it's not. Ooh, you like, know? what were you doing um, that you thought was cool? So a lot of my <laughs> friends were really pressuring to break up with my boyfriend. Okay. Who I moved here with and is now my husband. And okay. my bar owner. Oh, I'm um, glad you didn't break up. Yeah. <laughs> no, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, no, you have to be single in New York. Oh, God. And I feel like my friend, who was like, uh-huh. you know, she was older, she's my age now, she's probably in her mid-40s, but she was like, no, if you, have, like, what are you doing? Like, he meets you after work every night. Like, yeah. Like, you know, like, being in single in New York sucks. 
your friends are high, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Being single in New York sucks. Dating sucks. Yeah. If you can stop dating... Like, the sooner the better. Yeah. I mean, and also, what else do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, you're not going to, like, you know, it's not going to be, like, some scene from... I don't even like those movies, gonna, honestly. Like, color up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, or when, when I started where t- Sex in the City was, like, all the rage. Oh, and I was God. like... And people would come in, and they'd want, like, I want a Cosmo. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God. And they put their Louis Vuitton purse on the bar. <laughs> which I have a theory like about... Like, right those. in a puddle. Yeah. Right in a bar. Like, can you clean this up? This is a $1,500 purse. I'm like, like well, Don't put it on the bar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Or they would then leave it and go to the bathroom. Oh, come on. Like, that is... Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Like, I feel like I, uh, I owe this, I owe, you know. So when, when COVID hit, there was nowhere for me to go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I had already gnawed myself a nice little rut here. <laughs> it's like not going to get out of you're it. Gonna, yeah. You're not going to you know? mess up your rut. No. You know? And there were other people there too that were just like, you know, like when you own a bar, like yeah. people come to your bar and they're like, what do we do? Yeah. You know? Like. And you're like, oh, shit, I don't know. Like, you know, we let's would have... Let's figure it out. Yeah, let's figure yeah. it out. Let's talk about it. You know, let's try to, you know, who has that's, what. That's the thing that was the most painful, I think, was that there was this huge global crisis going on, and we couldn't meet in the bar to deal with it. Yeah. And that is, like, I, I will never get over that, because I never in a million years thought that... I thought, like, you open a bar, when times are good, people go out and drink. When times are bad, people yeah. go out and drink. I never thought there would be a time that is so bad that people can't go yeah. out and drink. And they need to be together. Yeah. I mean, we're social creatures. Yes. Like, isolation makes That's it crazy. Like, yes, and, and it has. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yeah. Well, you see people come in, and especially when they were doing takeout, and uh-huh. they're just talking to you, and they're like, they're just, like, word vomiting yes. on you. And yes. I'm like, I, I was always like, yeah, you know, give it to <laughs> yeah, me. Like, because yeah, I miss yeah. it. You know, I miss, yeah, you know, miss being behind the bar, so. Same. <laughs> and right now, it's interesting because there are a lot of people who finally got vaccinated and they're coming out for the first time. Yeah. And they're like, I haven't been out in a year. And and I'm like, yes. And, and they, some of them are like, yeah, they're like, oh, my God, and this happened and that happened, this happened and that happened. And also, they don't remember how to act. They don't remember, yeah. like, what to do. And also, how to act is different. Yeah, it is different. And, yes. And it's like, no, you don't, you know, you don't walk up to the bar. You don't sit at the bar. You go yeah. in the back. And people chafe and, um, at that. They what? They chafe at it. They're like, eh, I like to just yeah. stand at the bar. Like, even oh, when yeah. they're, like, coming in, I'm like, oh, you have to take a table. They're like, okay. And then they're still standing at the bar. You're yeah. like, let me walk you to the yes. table, you know? It was, I felt bad because... Our bar customers are our bar customers because they, like, came here to be with people. Yeah. And they would come in, and I'm like, oh, let me walk you to your table where you're going to sit by yourself. And then, you know, like, I'm not going to, I don't I can't sit with you. I have, like, other things to do. I right. have to be inside. And also, it's cold out, so I, I don't want Yeah, you're outside. like, I don't want to go outside. Um, and then I'm like, do you want to sit with someone else? Is that okay? And then, like. They developed their little pods where, like, some of the regulars would all sit at the same table, but yeah. they were really only going, like, home and here. Yeah, that so happened was, a lot for yeah, us, too. So like, it was where okay. they would, like, pod up together. Um, I do a segment on the show. We're going, eh, we'll do it anyway. So I do a segment I'm sorry, called, I'm super chatting. No, this is awesome. <laughs> this is, like, I don't even need the segment. Um, did, people but, te- did people tweet you? Do they I put it on my uh, Instagram. I was like, hey, tweet us, like, your best, like, I got kicked out of a bar. That would be amazing. Nobody did. Um, no, I, so I try, if you listened, you know, I try to yeah. get people to send me stories, and they don't. No. And 
<laughs> and it's I a keep bar. trying. There's no follow through. I know. And I keep trying. I'm like, hey, just send me stories about your day because that's what bartenders do. People come in and they tell you about their day. And um, I, I had one last week, so I've been reading Am I the Asshole from Reddit. I love that, yeah. Oh, awesome. But last week, somebody sent me their own Am I the Asshole. Really? And I was like, that's awesome. But this week, I don't have that. <laughs> so um, I will read an Am I the Asshole. I feel like since we're bosses, this will be, we're both bosses, so this will be a good one, even though it's not bar related. It's a little long, but that's okay. Let's okay. see. Let's see if we agree. Okay. Um, I have to, I have to um, read it as if someone sent it to me. Dear Charlene, <laughs> <laughs> am I the asshole for asking my employee to come in and clock in earlier than scheduled? Yes. <laughs> I like you. I like you. I knew I was going to, and I do. Um, I run a donut shop, and I have an employee that I don't know what to do with. Katie is an excellent worker and incredibly loyal. I poached her from a grocery store a couple of years ago and never regretted it. Creep. Yeah. In the mornings, I come in at 4 a.m. for the opening shift, and at 5 a.m. I open the doors. I have one person who comes in around 6 a.m., and then Kate is scheduled for 7 a.m., However, my 6 a.m. person just quit, and no one else was willing to trade their start time. So I'm by myself from 5 to 7 until I can get someone hired and trained. I noticed shortly after hiring Katie that she arrives about 10 minutes early and sits in her car reading until it's time for her to clock in. (laughs) Given the fact that I'm down a person, this kind of irks me. She sits in her car and watches as cars come through the drive-thru and doesn't come inside to help. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Recently, I took her aside and privately asked her if she arrives at work early to please come on inside because I could use the help. Surprisingly, Katie got upset <laughs> and reminded me that she drives an hour each way to work. Oh, my God. At your fucking donut shop for 7 a.m. Just let the girl sit and read for 10 minutes. (laughs) Through several different school zones and major highway construction, she's never asked for excessive time off, has called out twice since I hired her, and frequently... Katie, if you're looking for work... Yeah, please. um, Hit me up at (laughs) I Know The Owner Podcast at Gmail. You can sit in your car and read <laughs> all you want. In fact, I will like help you find a parking spot. What the hell? I'll make sure you don't get a ticket. I'll pay for your parking. Um, drives an hour each way to work through several different schools, and she's never asked for excessive time off. Has called out twice since I hired her, and frequently works later than planned. So, so she the high schoolers works late. that work the night shift have time to get to work. I told her that's fine and all. I appreciate everything she does for me. But maybe she can see it from my point of view. And it's not like she'd be working for free. It's 10 extra minutes on her paycheck. And it's only until I hire someone else. How much do you think she makes an hour? Oh, it's minimum wage. Yeah. Which is probably, she's probably not in New York. state, totally. Basically, she told me that when I hired her, she warned me that 7 a.m., was as early as she'd be willing to clock in, and she isn't compromising from that fact. I also said something to the effect of, wouldn't you rather be getting paid than sitting in your car in the dark? 
She told me she reads so she can relax after her drive. Anyway, she's been a little salty, and now she's been threatening to leave. I didn't punish her for saying no. She wasn't docked hours. I brought it up a second time. Wait, you wait, wait. That's why she's salty. You didn't take no for an answer. Because we had been absolutely slammed and I was alone, hence her threatening to quit. The way I see it, she's already here. She's in the parking lot. She wouldn't have to change anything about her morning routine because obviously it's working. All I ask is for a little extra help until I can hire someone. No, Katie, don't do it. No, this is some. This is somebody. Katie, doesn't... I hope that you've left this job by yes. now and you're looking for work. No boundaries There's... respected there. No boundaries. I've been Katie. Yeah, I've been like, oh, just stay a little later, or you're here, just hop behind the bar. Yeah, that is a slippery slope. Don't do it, Katie. Don't do it, Katie. Um, owner of the donut shop, you are the asshole. Yes. You should have hired somebody by now. Right, that's the other thing. Yeah. Like, there's... Is this current? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't think it's current. I don't think it's COVID. But even before this, like, you could could get someone to work in a donut shop. Or he says he has one customer at, like, 6 a.m., Yeah. Just open at 7. He said that... (laughs) That's a good idea. Dude, they're like, you know... Um, I feel like I feel like donut shops do get busy before seven because people get donuts before they go to work or their morning coffee or whatever. Hire someone it is. else. Hire someone else. Yeah. Katie is awesome. She is your best employee. She's already staying she late. She told you she can't come in earlier than twice. seven. Twice. She drives twice. She drives an hour to get there. She just needs to like sit down and center herself so she doesn't fucking kill you. Yeah. We're not automatons. Like, yeah. Yes. Also, I think this uh, this is definitely a dude. One. Oh, of course. Yeah. It, and also, he's creepy. He yeah. he like. Stalked her at a grocery store. Yeah. I was like, come work for me. Yeah. Let me control I'll your pay life. you extra 23 yeah. cents an hour yeah. in this grocery store, and you get all the free donuts you want. Katie, don't eat the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> There's something wrong with them. And again, if you're looking for work. <laughs> yeah, come to need, come, yeah. yeah. We won't make you come in at seven. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> So we're in agreement. I'm yeah, glad. He, yeah, he's the <laughs> asshole. Yes. Um, also, I could kind of see, like, in a moment of, like, like uh, be like, hey, can you come in and help me? I'm really slammed. But if he was actively trying to hire somebody and he asked once. Yes. You know what I mean? This seems yes. to be, like, his problem doesn't seem to be so much that she won't come in. is that she won't further compromise herself for him. Yeah, and also I feel like she has her routine. She has a long drive. And then in order to, like, center herself before she comes in, she, yeah. like, sits in her car. She probably, like, doesn't have a lot of time to read. Right? She works in this donut shop from 7 a.m. And that's going to be, like, after her shift. customer service. Yeah. Like, you not- have to, like, I definitely have had jobs where, like, I would get there early, like, have my coffee, eat my bagel, yeah. have my routine. And if they're like, hey, can you start now? I'm like, no. No. I'm not ready to... Like, I can start now, but I'm not going to be nice to people. Yeah. Like, I need to talk myself up to that. Or when you get stuck late. Can you just can you just stay? Yes. When you think, like, you're going to be done at, like, 10 or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, the night shift doesn't start. Yeah, or, or yeah, you're the opener and the closer doesn't come in yet. Yeah. And you always stay. You're yeah, not going to just leave. What are you going to do? But um, it's not cool. It's not no, cool. It's not cool. It's not. I definitely have a bartender that comes from another neighborhood, and he, like, sits in the front and has a cigarette before he starts. And I'm like, I like wonder if I should say hello or if I should just like leave him alone until until like 
the exact start time. Yeah, because everybody in my bar, too, like, just because of COVID, we all, like, everybody lives around the bar now. Yeah. So when I see people, like, on their days off or whatever, I try not... I don't want to be like, I don't say hi, but I'm just like, hey. Oh, no, we're so up in stop. each other's shit. Like, we text each other all the time. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we were working out together because we were closed and gyms are closed. And yeah. so I put a punching bag in the back room. That's cool. And two of my bartenders would meet me here at 9 in the morning and we would hit the heavy bag together. That's cool. So, yeah. yeah. And then, then we, like, text each other about, like, internet cats. <laughs> As you do. You know. Yeah. Specific cats that we follow on the internet. <laughs> Corduroy, I'm talking about you. I didn't forget you, Dennis. <laughs> Those are the cats. <laughs> um, so, all right. Are there any organizations you want to promote? Do you want to promote your place? Do you have a GoFundMe? Do you just want to tell people when to come see you? I've got one. So, uh, we're redoing the bathrooms of Pine Box. Okay. Which were uh, hand-on collage of, like, vintage porn and, like, records and that kind of thing. Um, And we will be selling spots in the collage uh, to raise money to update our rig in the venue. So, we're hoping to get a new light rig and... um, do some more uh, soundproofing so the venue sounds better. So um, if you're interested in doing a pinup style picture and you want to be immortalized on the Pine Box bathroom wall, oh, um, yeah, we'll be doing that. Um, do they just send you a picture? I think I'm going to put it, yeah, just send me a pic. Just send me your nudie pics on Instagram, not weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I will, uh, we'll probably be announcing it on uh, do you Instagram. Do you know what it's going to cost yet or it's like? I was, I don't know. I was All actually right. like, I was thinking maybe 200 bucks, you okay. know, and then I only have to sell like 10 of them to like, <laughs> you know, get like, cause the light rig's going to be like, I don't know, like probably between 1500 and a thousand. Can you guarantee that no one's going to draw a dick in my mouth? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no. Hmm. I can guarantee someone will draw a dick in your mouth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, and does it have to be pinup style? No. Okay. It could just be like, just chilling at home with a cat. Cool. Yeah. How do they get in touch with you? Uh, just uh, DM me at Pinebox Rock Shop. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and if you want to support Hinterlands, come here to Hinterlands Bar, 739 Church Avenue. Buy merch. Um, yes, buy merch, of course. Um, you can email us at hinterlandsbarmerch at gmail. Um, you can follow Minnie's Bar on Instagram and DM them for merch. They are me, but my partners are the ones that will answer you. And where is Pine Box located? Bushwick, Brooklyn. Bushwick, Brooklyn. No address? Oh, yeah. 12 Groton. <laughs> <laughs> We're located off the Morgan Avenue L stop if you still take the train. All right. Uh, or if you're taking a car, it's 12 Groton Street, uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Awesome. Um, so thank you so much for thank coming out. This is really me. fun. This has been I Know the Owner. I'm Charlene Wellington, and thank you to my guest, Heather Rush from Pinebox Rock Shop. Awesome. All right. Bye bye. Good night. I know the owner.